So what do you guys want to talk about? What is there to talk about except NVIDIA earnings? And the aftermath fallout from that. Other earnings to cover, mostly good, some bad. Kenny hit the bid click at 835. will get us his perspective on this roaring market. Special surprise for you today on Pre-Market Prep. Welcome to Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. This is a volatile puppy here. It's all about execution style and strategies. All right, good morning, traders and investors. You know where we're at. We're up near all-time highs, up 61 handles at 50, 57 and a quarter. We did exceed that all-time high at 66.50, going a couple ticks through it, but that's what we'll keep an eye on. Uh, we got the buck backing off 27 cents at 103.65. Bonds down a few ticks at 117.20. Crude down just a few ticks as well at 77.75. Gold up 430 at 2038.60. Silver up 17 cents at 2305. And Bitcoin having a good morning. That's up $1,260 at 52215 Going to bring in a band that had a busy evening and afternoon. Let's bring in Triple D. And we got a new person in the hot seat today. We'll see how long he lasts. No longer. Let's see. It's Ryan Faluna joining pre-market prep. Come on in, Ryan. How you doing? I'm doing really good. Thanks for having me, guys. All we right. watch Ryan all the time. Obviously, his show follows ours, and Ryan always does a fantastic job. But I was just saying, I don't think we've ever done this show with Ryan before. He's been in the background for us. He's always helping us. You know, we know Ryan very, very well. Worked with him for a lot of years here now. But I don't think we ever did front, front and center with it. So we're excited to have Ryan Faluna here on the show. I really appreciate it, boys. I will say it was difficult to sleep last night with NVIDIA doing its thing, me knowing I'm coming on here to make my debut. But I'm ready to roll. Let's get it done. Yeah, join the uh, short straw over at Benzinga, but uh, <laughs> we got we got to lead it off with uh, with the stock of stocks. How did Nvidia do? So Ryan, let's uh, we'll, we'll throw it to Ryan here. Ryan's a master of the pro. If you ever have questions with the pro, you just throw it to Ryan. He can figure this all out. So we'll throw it to Ryan here. He's going to show us one the video the Nvidia chart, and we're going to jump into those earnings because these earnings were very impressive. All right. So uh, one of the things that we saw here on the earnings is just how big of a beat this actually was. If we flip over to the calendar here in pro, we yeah. can actually see how big these earnings beats were. I'm in um, there, Ryan, because me and my glasses, I got to like, go like this. Oh, 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 I can fix that, Dennis. I can fix that. Here we go. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. All right, so here's the calendar in Benzinga Pro. This will actually show you what the uh, earnings numbers were. You can see that NVIDIA has really been beaten recently pretty big. Now, the one thing that I noticed after this beat, which might account for the first move down here, was that the surprise EPS has actually declined sequentially quarter over quarter here. Back in that August quarter, we had a surprise EPS beat of 29.19%. The following quarter, we dropped 10% to 19.64%. And then the following quarter, we printed an 11.21% surprise on the EPS. We, Oops, sorry about that. We actually see the same thing uh, on the revenue. So if we scroll over to the revenue, you can see this started at 20%, down to 12, now down to 7. Now, Dennis, there might be another reason for this, right? Yeah. 
So if you can look, and this looks like, wow, they're not beating by very much. You know, it's not as much as they are. So the growth is slowing here. That is just not the case. It's like guidance has come up so far. The company has brought up their guidance so far that, you know, when we got that, you know, that crazy quarter three quarters ago, nobody was expecting those earnings. Now they are expecting the beats, you know, and a lot of people, even Dan Nathan saying he thought the expectations had come too high and they actually might guide down. I thought that was foolish to say, which obviously proved to be the case because they're still beating earnings by 11%. But these are really elevated numbers. And when you give this perspective, I mean, this company, you know, is growing revenue so quickly here right now and growing the bottom line so quickly that it's been hard for the stock price to keep up. A lot of people talking about NVIDIA saying, well, NVIDIA is, you know, just a bubble. NVIDIA is, you know, not going to be able to keep up with this, you know, stock price move. It's unsustainable because the fundamentals just don't back this up. That has just not been the case. We've been talking about this. It's the reason that I own the stock is the fundamental story is what has been the actual driver of the price. It's been trading 30 times earnings. It was trading 30 times earnings at 400. It was trading 30 times earnings at 500. It is actually trading at 30 times earnings at 762 now because that's just how much they have grown. So it's funny. It's just growing along with the earnings. So the fundamental story is real here. Again, you know, we've talked about what the bear story should be, and that would be pull forward, competition, stuff like that. But when you just take the actual numbers, the actual numbers, this company is not that expensive. They can keep producing, you know, and growing. They're not going to grow at this rate, but if they can even keep these rates somewhat elevated here, the stock is not as expensive as you think. But, you know, let's talk about the trading action here, Joel. Because oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, we, boy. We, the algos were all over the place on the opening print. They initially spiked it, and then they tanked it. And I mean tanked it. Uh, talk about that trading action. Uh, well, first of all, also, uh, China's not in full gear with them, too. I mean, they still are selling chips to China, but with some of the restrictions on that, there's still, you know, uh, you know, some room. That, I, I was watching this, and I saw the pop-up, and then I saw the drop, and I'm like, what is the reason for this going down? I mean, high expectations. It looked like they beat those high expectations. I'm not even going to talk about the pre-market low. It, uh, it got to 645. And then they started coming in and buying it. Then once it went unchanged, but that's past history. What we got to look at right now is what was the former all-time close. The former all-time high was 746.11. That's only six, uh, 16 bucks a day, or, you know, 16 bucks away. And your pre-market high uh, comes in at 775.59. That's only 10 bucks away. So there's a perspective uh, early range for it. Uh, if you have a target up here, take it. Did you guys discuss the straddle yesterday? What was uh, uh, we did? We did give it was eleven percent, I believe, on the stock. I want to say it was like seventy points. Um, I don't know if you have it in front of you there. I can calculate it really quickly on the close. Okay. Definitely no, you're Ryan. you're right. That is what it was. It was a options implied an eleven percent move. Eleven percent move. It went out actually. I'm just looking at where the prices went out. Joel closed at six seventy four. The six seventies went off the board. 33 again it's wide so you know that's where people you know say oh it's the last or the last brace but the spreads on these options are 60 cents wide so you're looking at the 33 quarter 3380 so 3350 plus 2835 joel do that air math for me there so 66 66 66 bucks so it is actually outside the expected move here folks so straddle buyers actually making money. It didn't look so good for them on the initial print when it kind of hung out there around flat for a few minutes, but then the buyers just emerged. And, you know, what I tweeted out yesterday was this quarter, you know, I tweeted out, out I, after it went down and then it just started to pop back up. I'm like, 
buy people are buying the dip on this because the quarter is simply too good. All right, so this is moving other stocks too, right? And uh, it's going to move SMCI the most. And what a wild ride, SMCI. What a time to announce an offering, Dennis. I mean, how is that catch- that's just catching everyone off guard on Wall Street? Unbelievable. Um, it's not that. catching anyone off guard on Wall Street here, Joel, because that is why they did it when they did it. Ryan, you said, you know, the timing of this offering was impeccable. And it's a convertible offering, $1.5 billion, so it's not huge, but it is an offering. What time did they do, they do this? <laughs> Yeah, so they did that offering right during the conference call. Uh, during for the NVIDIA, NVIDIA conference call. They, they knew no one would be watching. They'd instead be listening to that conference call. So they definitely knew what they were doing there. That was sneaky. And that turns me off of this stock to a certain extent because that was very sneaky. Obviously, I get this question every day. When are you rebuying SMCI? When are you buying SMCI? <laughs> I don't like that they pulled the timing of it like that. I mean, you know, again, it's up 84 bucks because NVIDIA is up, but they did do a convertible offering last night. The stock did tank on it too, Joel. If you look at the trading action, when that came out on SMCI, blow that chart up a little bit more, it lost about 40 bucks in about four minutes. You know, I, I had a trader uh, from Break to Street, what's going on? What What's going on with SMCI? It's tanking. And I was like, oh my gosh, they did a convertible right. That's what they did right then. So you can see, and it's been bought back because... Heck, you know, it's AI day and everything AI is going here. But that was sneaky. And you know what? I'm just, you know, a little hesitant to just say, you know, SMCI is going back to 1,000 here right away. That offering comes out. If people start thinking about that, it felt sneaky. Uh, well, an easy thing to look at for this, and you love when, uh, you know, you get a setup in something, a stock just going nowhere, you can't find resistance, and then you get a meaningful retreat off the upgrades. How about the double upgrades that we got? First, it was Bank of America, or initiate with the initiations with buy, wasn't it Bank of America and then Wells Fargo on these two days? Remember that? Holy mackerel. But uh, what's important for you traders to keep an eye on, this is called 1080 to basically 1080 to uh, 700, right? So that's like a 400 point move. Let's get back up to this 900 area, which it got close to in the pre-market. I'll get my retracement tool out here so we know what the exact number is. But this is it. This is what you SMCI traders got to be looking at here. Very close. Look at that. Comes in nestled right at 900. You're at 820. Very, very important. A lot of people are caught. A lot of people thought they're going to get bailed out by the uh, NVIDIA report. But and man, they are to a certain extent. Yeah, they are. But, man, 900. Keep an eye on that because even, you know, a lot of people got caught on that. I love that number. That, that We'll make that a five-star SMCI. Uh, Broadcom moving off this. I mean, this yeah. is moving everything. Before you leave SMCI, because it's just so many people asking me about it, and okay. my intentions right now are not to rebuy it um, right now. Not not even thinking about it. If it was down at 500 or 600, would I rebuy it? Probably, um, because valuation starts to make sense. But again, I'm just going to say, the timing of this you know, makes me a little bit skeptical on you know everything here. So I'm just staying away. I'm going to stay away from SMCI here for now. 
I think, you know, it's going to have a good day because it's AI day, but I'm staying away from SMCI. You know, we joke around a lot and stuff about, you know, different companies and doing things and the sneaky upgrade or the sneaky downgrade or something. But, you know, Dennis, I don't think I've heard you sound like more convicted that like, you know, you know, the stock has made you some money. It's hot. It's in the sector. But you're I mean, it's almost as like you, you lost a little bit of faith in the management. I didn't, and again, it's smart management, really, Joel. They timed it all well. They sold the spike. It's just, again, it's just during the conference call, right? Maybe it was a coincidence. Maybe it was a coincidence, but, you know, they did it. You know, maybe they were waiting for a spike on the price and they got the spike and it was the NVIDIA that caused the spike. But, um, you know, just interesting. We'll say that. Um, Another stock I just want to talk about with SMCI and NVIDIA is one that Christian Fromhertz brought us last week. And it is Vertif Holdings, VRT. Um, I've been day trading this one a little bit. Um, it's moving off of, uh, I, th- I think we may have talked about it yesterday. I, I, ha- I was going to talk about it. I don't know if we did. But this does the data center cooling. So um, it did. Oh, yeah, we, we would have talked about it because we reported earnings. Um, the earnings were kind of a disappointment. But the stock has bounced all the way back now. Just showing you. This is a good example of showing you the underneath demand still for AI stocks. And this stock isn't a crazy valuation either. I think it's trained 29 or 30 times forward earnings, so it's not crazy. They do the cooling for the data centers. That's VRT. Yep, and and just real quick, uh, Broadcom, I'm not sure if this is at all-time highs yet. Let's just look like it. Not far. um, Yep, it's not far. No, it's not. That's trading up 50 bucks. Uh, All-time high in that, 12.95.97. That's 20 bucks away. Uh, You can figure your closing high right there. Comes in right where we're at right now, uh, 12.74.76. I see AMD up nine stakes here. That's a ways from its all-time high, but you could use the 50% retracement rule on this one. That's been about a 20 buck move. So that's 184, 183, right? No, what's the all-time high? Uh no, that's only yeah, 20 buck move. All-time high 181. Yeah, 184.92. Where am I missing it? Oh, 184. Okay, so that's a 25 buck move. 12 and a half. That takes you back, you know, 173, 174 area. So nice setups, nice retraces. Also, I just real quick before we go into our next stock, our next uh our next sector or whatever. I mean, Dennis, we're right back at all-time highs. We we had all-time highs. Yeah. On, like on one boom, report. Back. Yeah, one report. It bailed out the S&P. It bailed out the Qs. The question is, Ryan, I'm going to throw it to you on this one. Does yeah. it bail out the IWM? I am skeptical here. Um, I actually kind of thought coming in that if NVIDIA and AI Day happens, that the rotation could actually bring IWM red. We are not really participating much. And you yeah. made this point in the pre-market show here too, Ryan. So get your thoughts as well. We're not participating much in the overall market, like on IWM. The stocks are up. Some of them are up. But tech stocks are ripping. If you're non-tech stocks, some some of those stocks are actually down today. Thoughts yeah. here, Ryan, on yeah. IWM? Yeah, I mean, I thought that if NVIDIA sells off on this report, you could actually see some significant rotation into IWM or any of the names in the IWM. I mean, remember, when was the last time you guys remember there's been so much concentration in seven stocks? I know we're talking about NVIDIA here, but really just the MAG7. It'd be nice to see that kind of spread out. It'd be nice for some of that to rotate into some of the smaller names. That's what I was hoping for. Of course, we didn't get that here today. No, and that's the problem here with just, you know, labeling and saying the S&P. The S&P is so heavily weighted, those tech stocks now, that it almost feels like it's a tech index. 
And, you know, we started to sell off last week on the S&P because, you know, we had, we had a couple bad days in tech. But QQQ and SPY are very closely linked. IWM has told a completely different story here for a long time now. It's been the laggard trade. A lot of analysts that we respect very much, you know, Craig Johnson has been on the show. We've had Ryan Dietrich on the show. We've had a lot of, you know, analysts even on CNBC talking about the IWM catch-up trade. And, you know, that may happen here eventually. But I'm all about, you know, understanding rotations and what this means, you know, for me from a day trading perspective here. AI day is not IWM day. This right now is AI day. I actually think IWM could end up going red today. I just uh, I had a chat with Luke and I uh, spent some time looking at this over the weekend. And I, I sent him this chart of the IWM, that all time high back in uh, back in November of twenty three years ago now. Yeah, I know. Three years ago. And then this gave you all day in a forever to buy it here in the 160s. I'm just, and I know the high of the move is 205 and whatever, but I mean, this thing is either just hitting the most major resistance in the world and it's never going to break out, or I mean, this is it. This is what you need. This, I mean, I'm almost thinking I'm not touching it now, but I'm just thinking if it could finally clear this area, there's a lot of room to the upside. So, and then today I was thinking, man, maybe it's going to pull the bootstraps up. Uh, for the IWM, and it's just it's just a setup, and it's not a daily setup, it's not a weekly, not a monthly. We're talking about a three year setup here in the IWM, and just going back to uh, you know the reason why it's not rallying. I was out; I didn't get all the Fed speak yesterday, uh, but basically they're kind of like doing the backstroke, right? On the rates is what, from what I read, is correct or. They've been doing the backstroke ever since the December commentary from Powell when he full pivoted. They've been doing the backstroke. Every other Fed official, they came out the next day, remember, as some Fed officials talking, I don't know who it was, and trying to back off those comments to a certain extent. You know, maybe it's what the Fed is thinking, but maybe they don't want to convey that, you know, we're leaning towards, you know, cutting here. So they've pushed it back. But again, why cut rates when the markets are at all-time highs? Why cut rates when jobs, you know, seemingly... You know, we don't get, you know, everybody's got a job that wants a job. Why cut rates and risk that inflation creeps back into this market? If I'm the Fed, I'm, I'm just sitting back, going to stand pat for a little bit and, you know, see what materializes. You know, I don't see any reason to cut rates until the data supports it. Ryan, your thoughts here on Fed talk? Well, I, I'm a little surprised that uh, you're like the Fed and you're going to remain data dependent. <laughs> that, that that sure makes sense to me. You know, looking at the IWM was looking at Joel's chart there. IWM, as far as levels here, 205, really above 205. I see some resistance here between 205 and 212. But Joel, to your point, if we clear that, we could absolutely go higher here on IWM. And 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 as far as the rates go, you guys think we're just not going to get any in 2024? That's I, I think I'll we're going to get since, since December. Since December, maybe even before that, some of the groups that I'm in, we've been saying that there's no rate cut coming in March. We'll see about no. June. We'll see about later in the year. Nothing in March. Market was telling us we were fools. We ended up being right. Let's see when we get our first rate cut. If we do in 2024, I think let's get. I think we're going to be in the summer. I think it's maybe June. We're looking at now, but again, that's not great news for the IWM, which needs rates. And I'm going to say, and Spinner brings it up every day, and I bring it up obviously a lot too. Keep an eye on the TLT. It's really your indicator, not for the spy, but for the IWM. 
Um, IWM has separated itself lately, has been rallying a bit, but TLT continues to break down. Looks like it wants to make new lows. What that means is long-term rates are going higher when the TLT is down. Long-term rates going higher is very bad for any company that borrows money. And what happens in the small caps? They all borrow a lot of money. You know, a majority of these companies actually in the IWM do not make money. So they're financing activities for growth. You know, we've talked about XBI, and XBI has separated itself too. And everybody's talking about this, you know, impending bull market in the XBI. And that might happen. But I don't think it's going to happen without the TLT rallying. So I think when the TLT actually starts to rally, that will be my green light to start coming in and get bullish IWM and get bullish XBI. But until I start to see the TLT actually start to take off, I think I'm taking a back seat and still playing the tech trade. Wait for some whipsaws today. Fed Jefferson at 10. Fed Harker at 315. <laughs> Fed Cook at 5. Kashkari at 5. And uh, Waller at 735. Oh, what's so, Waller saying? Yeah. <laughs> what's Waller saying? Exactly. And uh, so there you got a uh, major Fed speak today as well. We got some 830 numbers. Of course, the jobless claims coming up. Not a huge mover. Also, the PMI. That, does, that doesn't will not move tech, company. but that will move IWM. So keep an eye on that too. And TLT is your indicator. If you're trading any of those small caps, use the TLT as your indicator. Ryan, we want to throw this to some more earnings plays here, though. We've got a few more to discuss before we're going to get the Warlock coming on in 12 minutes here. <laughs> Rivian appears to be an up a disaster here. I'm going to throw it to you to give us those numbers here. I'm seeing the stock trade down 17%, actually approaching pre-market lows here. So there is no bounce. As much as good as NVIDIA has been, this is as bad as the EV trade has been. These numbers are not good. No, they're not. Sorry, my uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me here. Newsfeed is a little bit behind. Sorry about that. Uh, uh, let me see. I got him. I, I got know, him. Like, we have Joel. Oh, yeah. Joel's got. I got him. Go ahead. Uh, they uh, they missed buck uh, thirty six versus a buck thirty two. Uh, that's not good. And uh, a slight beat on sales. Light guidance. Going for a ten percent reduction in the workforce. Now, don't quote me on this. But I thought I saw they might actually produce less cars this year yeah. than last year. Did I? Yeah. I? I'm not. Don't quote me on that. But no, I, no, I'll, I'll quote you on it here. So Phil LeBeau. <laughs> so, so CNBC steals our content all the time. So we might as well steal CNBC too. So Phil LeBeau on CNBC. Nobody covers the auto sector better than Phil LeBeau. Um, and he's on there doing a great job as he always does. Thank you, Phil. But he was talking about deliveries last year being 57,000. Now they're talking about deliveries this year being 57,000. Oh. No growth? W what do you mean? No. Oh, that's that was production numbers, actually, producing 57,000. We weren't even talking deliveries. Talking no growth. Like, no, no, no growth. Zero growth. My dad's oh. an issue. And I've been on the book saying, I think Rivian, you know, could be one of those plays eventually. But I haven't been in because I've had no reason to go on this. There's been no real hook and rally. There's been no real talk about the EVs turning around. And you know what's killed EV is hybrid. People are talking about hybrids. You know, you just look at the chart of Toyota, who is doing everything right here right now. The big three all talking about hybrid too. And, you know, this is one thing, you know, people say, you know, I've been doing a lot right lately. I got the EV trade wrong in 2023 because i thought 2024 i thought i was a little worried about a recession so i wasn't going with the traditional automakers but i still thought there would be more movement into ev and there just hasn't been it's tesla and then it's really nothingness so i mean you know the lithium stocks have all been battered and killed because you know obviously we're looking more hybrid systems as opposed to straight up ev 
Um, Rivian here down 17% here today, making a new low on the move. We might as well throw Lucid numbers in with it too, because there's no disaster, maybe more bigger than Lucid here when the stock was $100. It was all ridiculous. I put the $5 price target on it when it was 50. Obviously, that materialized. The stock is now three. Stock loss loose at 29 cents versus 32 cents. 157 million versus 179 million on sales. So a huge miss on sales. Um, the EPS, like with the slight beat because they didn't lose quite as much money. Delivered 1,700 vehicles here in Q4. <laughs> I mean, you're talking like, you remember when Musk was in the tents producing cars, you know, for Tesla, and they were, everybody's making fun of him because he's in tents? I mean, you know, this is where these companies, they're, they're, be, they're even not even in tents here at this point in time. 1,700 cars, you know, this the big three produce that, you know, some of these in a day. So, I mean, this is just light, light production. I'm hoping, you know, that eventually there's some turnaround stories here. I do like the Rivian trucks. I think they look awesome. Lucid's a no-touch for me. I think the only reason that's not a zero is the Saudis are behind it. Mm -hmm. So that's going to help. But, that, yeah, they got the cash, the Saudi cash. But, I mean, that's the only thing keeping Lucid surviving. Fisker has been a disaster. I thought that this could be something. It looks like it's going to go off the board worthless. Um, so it's been Tesla versus every other EV company, and it's only Tesla. So you can't fight Musk. Okay, going on the technicals here. I mean, dot for the Rivian. You're getting back down to old time lows here, and I'll just give you a range here. And uh, you're right there, right now. Your March of uh, 23, excuse me, your May of 23 low, 12.35. Uh, then the prior month was 11.86 and 12.58. You're opening down three bucks on the heavy volume. If you're not stepping up in 12.66, I think you will find some buyers under 12, uh, near or down to that all-time low at 11.68. But this is a love stock, so you know, not as loved as it was yesterday. But uh, I think you'll at least get some shorts to cover. Lucid, that's a low stock, so harder to give numbers on that. That's down 7.5%, uh, 342. Doesn't look as bad at the chart, but, uh, man, just a bunch of – this thing's been pretty – in lately I, I real can't hard to call support i mean 330 340 area but you know where's you gonna go i say it's easier to call resistance and unchanged at 370 in lucid i want to get ryan's thoughts on the ev market here too one in the sector as a whole and then two if you want to jump into any individual stocks i want to get your thoughts here too because we don't get the chance to get ryan on here every day so he's obviously a busy guy so ryan what are your thoughts here yeah appreciate it i mean i see evs i think they're here to stay but i think the ramp is going to be much longer than anyone wants to admit and it's not going to fit into the way the government is trying to force it uh, as EVs as a whole. As far as individual names, obviously Tesla gets the moniker that it's not really a car company. It's also a tech company. I'll let you guys figure that out. I mean, it's fun to trade. To, I personally don't like the Tesla car. Dennis, I, I know you just said you like the Rivian truck. Well, I'll tell yeah. you what, that hasn't mattered at all. I love the Lucid car. I think it is my favorite EV that I've seen so far. It's done nothing. That stock's in the gutter, like you guys said. And I agree. I think the only reason it's not zero is because of the Saudi backing. But as far as like individual EVs go, I'm not ready. Uh, I know when we just had the cold snap here across the Midwest, there were a ton of yeah, I, out there. I, we never talked about that, Dennis. The cold, those things wouldn't start. 
Is that what's happening? Yeah, that's yeah. what was happening. They were dead all over the place around here, <laughs> and it was below zero. Are the Lucids or which ones? The, the Teslas. The Teslas. The Teslas used... one, well, that was one. Yeah, but we saw one. I saw it in a snowbank. I didn't know how much truth was to that. So I saw several that wouldn't start because it was just simply too cold. The car was left oh, outside. It had trouble starting. I mean, it's <laughs> just that's just how it goes. And, you know, I do see some Lucids around here. Not really much. I. I they're they're the prettiest looking ev car out there i'm sorry and i know the stock's junk but man is that car awesome and and i like the rivians too like i think eventually you know maybe there's some more but again these companies are burning so much cash can yeah. they even get through the hurdles and i've talked about 2024 i mean obviously you know it's the ai year companies are investing and piling into ai ev has been forgotten it's the forgotten child and you know and i think that's going to remain that way because one the ticket for these cars are just too much and people Indeed. you know need to finance this stuff and the financing rates are a hell of a lot higher than they used to be so i just think it's like the timing of this is maybe going to kill a few companies here if we were in you know this you know like lower rates the lower rate environment that we were in three years ago maybe ev would set up better but the higher rates is killing the ev market and i don't know if we're getting the lower rates anytime soon so and, i'm hands and off on all the evs the only thing i did take was a partial position in tesla because i like the humanoid story i can't help myself i took a quarter size of a normal position back when the stock was 190 it's right here right now still at 195 but i do like the humanoid story i just think they're cool if i could get straight up boston dynamics i would buy it but i don't want to buy hyundai so that's where i'm just like <laughs> I feel like it's it's tough to get in there. I want shares. I want I want Tesla to go buy Boston Dynamics and merge it all together and just be the humanoid company. Then it's me, a real tech company, Ryan. You know, then it's not yeah, a car company. Yeah. These humanoids come, and then it, it really is a technology company here. Let me throw in jobless claims. U.S. initial Do jobless it. claims: two hundred one k versus two hundred and seventeen k. Continuing jobless claims: one point eight six two million versus one point eight eight five million expected prior 1.895 didn't even have to tell you to go wide on that one triple d so i didn't i'm glad that <laughs> have to pull your orders and uh put them back in but not much that's not a big number of course uh the jobs number much more important uh but uh just go back to the tesla is the thing you didn't like about it was the uh not starting in the winter or was there something about the design or the comfort or riding in it? Me? No, me. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, I mean, I just, the car is kind of boring looking. It doesn't really do it for me. What are there, five colors? I feel like. It's, I mean, not, I, a lux I, it's not a luxury vehicle. Yeah, it's it's not. I mean, it, it, it's cool. It's got a nice clean interior. It's got the iPad center console. I, Which I, I think it. is very unsafe. Yeah, I, I like do that. too. I mean, how many I, people I, are. Well, so Joel, let me get your opinion on the autonomous driving. Do you think that's going to be a mover at all? Because I'm maybe I'm old fashioned. I like driving. I there's no way I'm going to entrust a computer to drive my car for me. No way. We're do you think lot, the iPad is unsafe? I mean, man. <laughs> we're a lot farther away from full autonomous yeah, driving than no Musk wants you to believe. Like he always the one thing about Musk is his geniusness is unmatched. It's always been his mouth that he shoots off his mouth a little bit too much on that interview. Oh yeah. Well, I'll be full autonomous within, you know, 24 months here, you know, and this was like, you know, back in the favor interview three or four or five months ago. So, I mean, you know, like are we full autonomous really in 18 months here, Tesla? No way. Not even close. You know what it is like we can do it. And, you know, and, 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 and understandably, you know, it's pretty cool. You know, it can keep the car on the road, 
But, you know, the drive that they have right now is not even close to full-time. It's like, how do you grab that scenario where the the dog runs out in front of you or the kid runs out in front of you or, the, you know, the you know the different scenarios there where, you know, something happens really fast? That's what it's hard to grab when you're autonomous. So, sure, 99% of the time they can probably be okay. It's that 1% where your brain has to work fast to figure out the solution, you know, when you're getting into a near, near an accident, like a close to an accident. Like, think about your driving career, Joel. You know, you've been driving for 80 years. How many yeah, close calls? I mean, every year you'll have a close call, like something you have to do, you have to react. It isn't like, you know, I'm just sitting here, la, 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 connect the dots, you know. There's reactions, you know. What about slippery roads? Like, I'm in Canada here. I mean, you know, can it account for how slippery the road is? You know, pumping your brakes, doing all the other things. Maybe it's going to get there, but there's a lot of variables that are going to be hard to get. So I think we're a long ways away from autonomous yet. Right. Let's sneak in on Moderna here. Then we'll get to our guest, none other than Kenny Hit the Bit Glick. Let's discuss uh, Moderna trading in the green. What's happening? Uh, do we lose Ryan? No, I'm still here. Sorry. Oh, you throw it. Okay, so yeah, we usually throw it to. Uh, okay, so I, we usually throw it to AB on that. So Moderna's up. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do the earnings here. I've got it in okay. me here. So here, I'll do the AB job. So Moderna, uh, fifty-five cents comparing sales beats. So fifty. Actually, they've earned a profit here. So I don't know if they were supposed to surprise profit. Stock is trading up five dollars here. I don't know if that's comparable though. Stock is trading up $5 here. The Moderna story, I like the Moderna story that they're working on, you know, some other stuff. They're trying to move away from the COVID vaccines because we know not a lot of people are getting the COVID vaccines anymore. They're trying to work on different things. I think, you know, the company executes. This is a company that actually can execute. The valuation is still trying to figure it out because how much, you know, of all the money that they were making isn't going to be made because nobody's getting COVID shots anymore. So it's hard to figure out the valuation and tracking that on the stock. But, you know, it's been a pretty good pullback here. You get a little lift here today. Again, this is AI day. It's not Moderna day. So I don't think I'm chasing this move. It uh, looks like you got some real estate up to 100. I uh, haven't hit it yet in the pre-market. 10, 100.24 was your highs from February 6th and 7th. But uh, also another high at 99. So uh, that's a ways to go. Until you get over a hundred bucks, man, still looks like a path of least resistance is still lower on this one. Major support at the $85 area. I think if you go up towards that 103 area where you've got the 200 day, I think it might actually be a decent short there. Okay. All Good right. Resistance up there. I'm with you, Ryan, yep. on the 100 yep. area. Let, let's bring in the warlock. He's hiding in the background here. Kenny Gleck. Let's do this. Let's run that intro. Ah, uh, sorry. Or, or we just bring him right in. <laughs> bring him right in. Sorry. Bring about him right that. in. We don't need intros today. Who needs intros? Just waste time. Bring the warlock in. I got to talk. Gives me another 10 seconds to talk to Kenny. Get him in here. I'm at him. I'll do my own intro. Boo, bam, boo, shh, Hey, what's <laughs> up, everybody? <laughs> we have known Kenny for a long time. And I tell you, the one thing Kenny's always fun, but you know what? He's all over the trends, he's all over momentum. And Kenny, we always know you've got some hot uh, stocks that you're looking at as well here. What is the Warlock C in this AI-driven market? <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me on. Uh, you know, uh, I'm already short NVIDIA. What can I tell you? What's up? Are you short oh. NVIDIA? 
Oh, uh, yeah. Take a look. I got my charts up so I can finally show you some oh, stuff. Gosh, I want to see this. Could, uh, you know, bring it up. You know, basically, for me, it's the same day every day. You know, I love I love these big gaps. See that little blue line right there? That's VWAP. Yeah. And I look for stocks that are above the VWAP that report earnings that break down under the VWAP. So, Ooh, nice. you know, just put a little short there at one at three uh, seven. This is a day trade. Day trade. Yeah, absolutely. Seven sixty seven fifty. You short a couple of hundred shares. You get paid. It's a 10 point move right here. And yeah. pretty much your days in hand. What I'm looking for right now when the market opens up, if it doesn't get back over those levels and starts to roll, that's when I start looking at options. So basically, it's the same day for me all over again. Uh, I actually have a credit call spread on because the option premiums were so absurd. I have a 980, 1200 credit call spread where I was just basically betting that NVIDIA wasn't going to 1200 over the next, you know, 12 months, which I'm still a little bit nervous about. So <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I, uh, I think it would be all right. But, uh, you know, it's been a great, you know, as, as, as again, the ex-president of the perma bear movement, I've had to, you know, take that hat and put it way over there in the corner since October. I've been, you know, rubbing my hands together, looking for a reason to short this market. And I saw it a couple of days ago. And then you get this in your face. So I am not buying puts. I, the only thing I've done is I've sold some naked calls on the queues a little bit further out. But, you know, back to Dennis. Yeah, I've, I've just been just where the wherever the money's going. Uh, I've been involved. You know, everything I've been buying right now has been off these three year three year charts. Uh, one of my favorites has been the stock path. Uh, I'll show you these three year charts. This is, what been, this is what I've been looking at the whole year. So any stock that's been destroyed when they come back out of that basing pattern, that this is your three year VWAP. My idea yeah. was that they were all going to get there. So stocks like Path, obviously, you know, I've had some fun with that Carvana. I gave it to you guys at around seventy yeah, bucks for a fifty-eight dollar target. Um, I found some really weird small cap stocks like uh, CAPT. This is an interesting company. If it's real, I called the company. They actually <laughs> called me back. Uh, I'm in this thing at like you called call the company. I did call the company. They actually, you want to know if it was real. I, I did. I'm, I'm still not convinced, but they do. <laughs> they do the uh, the. It's the it's the uh, boots on the ground side of the side of the buildings. They do the uh, the the virtual billboard. So instead of having to build a billboard, the glass actually is the billboard. And I saw this in action. I was like, hey, that's that's interesting, and it's a brand new stock. And again, you know, stocks that break 250 generally go to five. And if you get five, you get to 750. We cashed out of most of it at 750. And hopefully it pulls back to five. And, you know, again, it's just been an amazing market. It's hard to be wrong and long right now. So, you know, I've just been joining in on the fun. Yeah, if you can't beat them, join them. Kenny, you, I, too, have been trying to look for a short since last year. Uh, there were a couple of couple of prints ago i tried to play nvidia short via nvds and that blew up in my face as well so yeah. i'm with you on that one we're still looking i got nothing on right now but i think maybe you know some sqqq soxs today we'll see if we end up reversing here yeah 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 i'm looking at the, the sock sell you know I, I sell puts on that one all the time i love i love semiconductors i was brought up on the on the semiconductors mm -hmm. you know when i was trading 97 98 you know we were start it was flash memory that was like the big thing and SanDisk and, you know, AMAT was the king of all stocks. iOmega. iOmega. iOmega oh, was before I that. iOmega was before SanDisk. Yeah. So going back, 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 way back in the day. So, you know, again, yesterday, I got to say, was the most reminiscent to 99. Uh, yesterday was one of the most active days I've had in a long time. Everything was moving. You know, you had mm -hmm. the small caps, you had the mid caps, you had the, right. the, the tech stocks were ripping. You know, the earnings reversals that I covet so much. Yesterday, we had a nice trade in Caesars. You know, again, if you, you give me a stock that reports earnings, I'll just show you what we do, you know, generally. 
as, as long as the stock is down below the VWAP, if you get over the, to the, the blue line is the one minute, the orange line is the magic. That's prior day VWAP. And when you get momentum over the VWAP and the prior day VWAP, nine times out of 10, you get a decent move up. And that's what day trading is all about. If I could buy a stock at 40 and a half and make two points in, in 40 minutes, I'm all over that. So Caesars was a decent one yesterday. You know, just, just to throw a couple ideas out there, you know, like an AIG last week, you know, it popped, it, it popped on the earnings, it rolls back over. So all hey, we're hi. doing, you know, this is just classic day trading, just all around the VWAP. It's very specific, it's very niche, and it keeps me focused. And it also reminds me, that I don't need to care about whether the market's going to go up, whether it's going to crash, the NVIDIA earnings. We just stay focused on price. And, you know, every day is basically the same day. And it's fun. How Kenny, you, what? I just want to ask a strategy question before we moved on here, because we know Kenny is all over the VWAP. I mean, how how do you not get chopped up? You know, like sometimes it crosses and then it fakes you. And then, you know, like even looking at this chart here, I mean, across the VWAP so many times here. Right. How do you not get chopped up in that? Well, generally, I'm using multiple stops. So I'm a big fan of being done by 1130. So some of this chop, I'm already done for the day. Okay. I'll look for new setups. Uh, what was the one that we had yesterday? I can't remember because we did trade so many names. But, you know, to your point, a lot of, a lot of times the best moves are 945 to 1130. And by 1130, I'm pretty much done with the day. Uh, I like waiting until 945 also because, I, you know, a lot of players that are on my website are only options only. So trying to trade an option play at 9.30 with the spreads are absurdly wide, they're illiquid. I tell people, why don't you just wait 15 minutes, wait for the market to do what it needs to do, form that little, you know, that little range, mm -hmm. then look for the VWAP break. So again, it's so specific, 9.45 to 11.30 VWAP breaks on earnings reports. And also, we never get out, out of our position all at one price. So during that chop, we just have multiple stops, and that's just based on you know the highs and the lows of the candles, and that you know keeps you focused. And again, once it once you once you see it, you never unsee it. And now it's been like thirteen years from now. I will I will not trade anything else other than this this setup. I like that you're talking those time frames too. It's it's amazing how many times uh, I hear the same thing, like day trading between eleven and two. I call it the chop hour, and I I got rid of that back in like two thousand and ten. I stop day trading and trade. I take off the entire three hour lunch for me every single day. Yeah. 11 good. to 2. Unless there's going to be a Fed meeting or something, you know, it's going to be a catalyst to move. 11 to 2 is a three hour lunch. You deserve it. You know, I start my day probably before most traders. I end my day probably after most traders. But I have found that those hours, you know, are just consistently chop, slop, and not a lot of, you know, trend. In, and, and it makes it difficult for day traders. And it's funny, you were saying the same thing. You avoid those hours too. Right. There are some, you know, one of, one of my guys actually loves that time frame because he uses hourly VWAPs and a different type of, you know, different time frame. So he'll use one minute, five minute hourly. He actually invented something called anti VWAP. I'm actually not too sure what it does, but he loves it. And he looks for those narrow channels where he just buy the pullback and then sell the, you know, sell the retrace, buy the pullback, sell the retrace. And he does pretty well at it. So I look for the bigger move. I want to get paid a little bit more. He likes that. He likes that midday chop. So it actually does well for me because as I go take a nap because I'm old, uh, he's 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 coming on and, and showing his uh, showing his stuff. Dennis, so. is that a three hour lunch or a three martini lunch? <laughs> <laughs> you got to watch because then then the production really drops when you come back to your desk at two thirty after the three martini lunch. <laughs> Kenny, got to ask you about one that gave you a little haircut here. 
Uh, you talked about Rambus, and people in the chat want to know your current thoughts on Rambus. It was looking great at 70, well, almost 80. They took it out to the woodshed, finding great support here at 54. Is your thesis still the same for Absolutely. Rambus? Yeah, this is the one stock. Again, I am very nervous going into earnings reports, so I always lighten up. So, again, I had Good. some leaps on this thing. I sold them. And now I bought them back. So I still love this stock. And the way to the way to play it, the way again, I don't really invest in the stock market with stock. I buy leaps. So what I'm looking for right now is to buy this back exactly at the same price. So I'm out there. I'll show you the ones I'm looking at. I'm looking at the Rambus January all the way out. I go as far as I can. So I'll show you the ones I got. It's yeah. the January 2026. So 694 days. A lot can happen over the next 674 <laughs> days. I'm looking at the January 70s. By the way, that's me up there selling at 2245. So I was in at 950, got out, you know, th these are me, basically. I'm the only one trading this contract. <laughs> it's you. So, You're the only one on this contract. Yeah, exactly. That's so all me. That all down, open interest, could, that's all me. Yeah. So <laughs> if, I could get it, if I could get those back at nine or even under nine, I'm back in this thing again. Uh, I sold puts on it. I sold 3750s. You know, for three or four dollars, and I'm I'm willing to hold on to this. I really do think uh, this thing's going 120 bucks. But uh, again, I'm not the best investor there. Is. What's the story behind here? Because I want to just bring background to Kenny. Kenny was we were sitting in New York. It's got to be you know seven or eight, maybe even ten years ago. And AMD was like, you were preaching AMD to me at two and at four, and you're like, this thing is going to be the stock. Yeah. And that, I think it was 12 when we were in New York, and you're like, this thing is coming back. It's going to get back to those all-time highs, which I think at the time were like $45 or something like that. But Kenny called the AMD earlier than anyone. And obviously, AMD is now $172 stock here. So is this the next AMD? Well, it kind of it kind of is already. I mean, it's had a really nice comeback from 17 bucks. I mean, this thing, if you watch Rambus again, it all started off the chart. And when I saw the stock coming back, you, you got to look at it. This is a this is a 25 year chart. So I'll show you on a weekly just to give you a perspective. There's the orange line. And we see so, Kenny's. Yep. Out. So, you know, go. again, this basically came. I call it sit there in the dungeon. And when they come out of the dungeon, they run for freedom. So the way I'm looking at this <laughs> stock is that, you know, we started buying it. You know, I was a little bit late on this one because I couldn't believe I was actually looking at Rambus. I mean, this was the old high flyer. This was the iOmega, the Rambus, the the double click, if you will, or the uh, the I don't know. Let's go. Let's go even further back. The uh, what's the uh, I don't know Alta Vista. So this this is back in the day. So when I saw it breaking out through into the 50s, I figured, hey, we're probably going to get 80 bucks on this, and if 80, you get the 120. You know how the market works. Just like the reason I was buying Arm. You know, once that IPO turned around. You know, and right. I said, listen, if it gets over that orange line at 5750, the stock's probably going to 80. And if it goes to 80, it goes to 120. I cannot believe what this one did. I mean, it went to 120 that night. So, you know, I, I cashed out between 80 and, and 120 and then attacked on another 50. This market's just ridiculous. It's amazing you can make 40 points on a trade and still feel like a loser, you know? It's just it's absolutely crazy. But I I love semis, I love, I love the sock sell. But again, back to, you know, back to what do I do for a living? It's all about, you know, what NVIDIA is going to do for the rest of the day. Uh, right now, the short's still on. So I'm just looking to fade the cues today. Maybe get it. You know, okay. Cues. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to ask you to, to wrap it up and give you some final thoughts of the day. And you went right there. Cool, man. And I got I got some other little biotech stock that's been treating me well. The sure. stock CCC, reported earnings. 
Uh, I've been in this one. I'll show you the chart again. Off Quad the three. C. Yeah, here's the three-year chart. I just love stocks that have been destroyed. Again, this is where my bearishness shines because when stocks have been destroyed, it's so much easier to read the chart and see where breakouts could bring you. So I've been in this one since this pop. And again, consolidation at higher levels is very bullish. The report of the earnings, the stock's not tanking. I've been in this one. I'm trying to buy it on the pullback, but it's not really pulling back too much today. Like this name. I like this chart. Uh, some other ones that we saw was... Uh, How do you find these, Kenny? Well, generally, I'm I'm the second guy in. Usually, there's a new story that piques my interest. I'm like, oh, okay. This one doesn't look too bad. We keep it on the watch list. We watch it for about a week or so. And I say, if it doesn't want to die, it's a buy. So these things don't want to go away. We keep an eye on them. This thing has options. The options are pretty liquid. They created weeklies. And when they start creating more options chains, that's bullish. So then you could see some people that are starting to get involved with, you know, strategies and see the option chains start to start to percolate. Then I'm interested. And next thing you know, you know, we've been in this one, got to be over, you know, two months already now. So I just find them right off the news. And, you know, when a stock treats me well, I keep it around, you know, like, uh, Here's another one that just popped on the uh, on, on the NVIDIA. This is one I'm losing on. So there you go. It's not all winners. I was in this one. Johnson & Johnson bought a stake in the company and also- What is this company? NNOX. They make an MRI, oh, yeah. open MRI That's machine. Right now. So you don't have to go into the tube. And, you know, it was a disaster. But I went out there and I bought some April calls last year because I liked the name. They were down to zero. And then suddenly there was some NVIDIA news on this name. And it's, yeah. sprung, it's sprung to life. So we traded for the next, you know, couple of days. So far, you know, it's been a dud. It rolled right back over. But that's exactly how we do it. Something piques our interest. We keep an eye on it. Always going back to the, the main trade, the earnings reversals and the VWAP. But when I see these, you know, these, these big news events, I keep an eye on it. And if it consolidates at a higher level, usually you break out. Again, it's a little bit easier to trade in a bull market because, you know, it's hard to be long and wrong. But, uh, you know, there's just so much going on. You know, I mean, it, it's just absolutely incredible. This is the best market I've ever seen in my life. Kenny Glick, the founder of HitTheBid.com, joins us here on Pre-Market Prep to give us his lively and comical take on the <laughs> markets. Kenny, we love you. We'll have you back again soon. I love you guys. Good luck today, everybody. Thanks, Thank you, Kenny. Kenny. Thanks for having me. All right, back to back to some earnings here. We haven't had much retail earnings here, but uh, we do got have Wayfair on a pop. Uh, Ryan, could you give us uh, some numbers on Wayfair? I unfortunately, my pro news feed is uh, still down here, so I don't have. It's not an okay. issue. I don't have an issue, so it's interesting. Our pros are up here, so maybe your internet connection here too. Um, Wayfair, eleven cent loss versus sixteen cent loss. So I guess that's a beat. They didn't lose much money as supposed to. The sales were light. <laughs> 3.1 billion versus 3.11 billion. The stock report just came out this morning. I'm just trying to grab the guidance here, but I um, don't see, I don't know if they've had the guidance here yet, actually. So it came out at seven o'clock. So I don't see any guidance here yet. Stocks popping 11% for some reason here, though. Maybe it's just oversold. Maybe it's just, you know, this day where Momo trade is coming back to life here. It's a nice pop. I'd like to see what the guidance is. So I've got to dig deeper. I would say just from the charts, 55 looks like some resistance here to me. But Wayfair is a wild child. The stock yeah, it really is. move it on is. earnings. We've seen 10, 12 point moves like this on earnings. So don't think it's up five. It can't go up more. Yeah, just uh, and you got a good level to keep on. You have a little bit of synergies with that uh pre-market high that came in at 56 uh 98 
And you also have a daily high, uh, two daily highs right in that area, uh, all the way up to 56.35. So you get above there, like you said, it, it this thing could, uh, it could, it can really run. I just would be cautious. It wasn't the greatest report. If you can't get back to that uh, that pre-market high, then uh, the top of yesterday's range, if you're looking for a little bit of a rollover, top of yesterday's range comes in at 49.41. But there's Wayfair. Uh, almost three bucks off. Uh, kind of leaking right now as we speak. I don't know if someone just said something bad. But uh, that pre-market high going to be tough to get back up there for probably Wayfair. probably the call probably just gave guidance on the call we said we were waiting for guidance one tip <laughs> you know, be careful trading stocks before the guidance because sometimes they don't give the guidance on the initial report sometimes they give it during the call and sometimes that can change the entire story it's a lot of times why you have big earnings reversals here uh moving away from the earnings we did not talk this stock and it's probably one of it would be one of the story stocks of the day if it wasn't ai day and nvidia day and that's royal caribbean which is raising oh, guidance yeah. here. So they weren't even on the calendar here, but they came out and gave, uh, and uh, raised guidance here on heated demand for cruises. They're raising their outlook up to 990 to 1010 analyst <laughs> estimates. We're down at 977. So they're looking at making more money here, lifting their full year outlook. They've been talking the big talk. I mean, even the last report, they were talking about how you know the bookings were record bookings. And, you know, and the market's just not listening that much, but maybe it starts to listen here today. Funny, though, as much as SMCI timed their offering perfectly during the NVIDIA call so nobody would notice, RCL raising guidance on AI NVIDIA Day, and they're not getting one headline, really, from this. Not even a mention on CNBC. I haven't even seen a mention of this on CNBC. So, I mean, they should have held it for a day and do it on non-AI day. And then we'd be talking about it more. Even our show, 54 minutes in until we finally give it a mention. But this is, you know, helping, obviously, a lot of travel stocks here today. RCL lifting the obvious tiers. NCLH is up 4% as well. CCL is up 5% as well. So they're all lifting. If you're wondering why they're up, it is the RCL guidance. You wonder if airlines don't get a little bit of a lift here. I'm still along my AAL, which has been a disaster. You've been um, hanging on although that. Although I'm almost back to even on that thing. Um, Delta. <laughs> Lifting up a little bit here. Think about like booking BKNG. It's trading up. You know, you won't see any change because it's all odd lots, but it's up 30 bucks here right now, too. So I think that helps to lift those stocks. Ryan, we'll throw it to you here first. What do you think about the cruise lines? Going on a cruise? I have been on a cruise. I really enjoyed my time, but I'll be honest, boys, ever since COVID, it's going to be very difficult to get me back on a cruise ship. There's no way I'm going to let somebody else lock me on a boat for any reason. I'll tell you that much right now. They're not doing that anymore, the, Ryan. The, Those days, that ship has sailed. Hey, hey, the, the, I, I, you get any type of, of weird disease, I think they're going to run that same playbook right back. But regardless, get back to the stock here, RCL. Yep. I think you made a really good point about them reporting uh, kind of uh, on a day where it's AI day. They really should have done this some other day. Um, I think that travel is actually going to kind of compress. I think as the consumer continues to tighten into this year, they're going to be doing less traveling. I think you're you're kind of seeing the end of that. I, I'll be curious to see where these stocks go. I would rather play the airlines, despite the airlines being such a bad business to, to for, for trading. I'd rather own something like Delta to try and capture that. But my overall feeling on this, consumer continues to tighten less bookings for some of these cruise lines. Uh, RCL, uh, 
Nice pop here, uh, pre-market or after hours high, 123 and a quarter. That's going to be your number of the day because that's right with the 50% retracement of the recent move. So you get up to that area, reclaim it, going back to all-time highs. Uh, if not, perhaps a little bit of back and fill. Let's look at uh, CCL. Oh, that's been on a steady downtrend, getting a big lift up 80 cents. We'll have to see if uh, it can open up uh, 700,000. You're going to have to choose through the paper to open up that high. NCLH, uh, Norwegian Cruise Lines, that's up 60 cents too. But I'll just tell you, when our RCL, I remember when they came out, it was last reported two, two reports ago, and they said, hey, we're kicking butt. And it moved that day, but it kind of people kind of lost their way on it and ended up having a really good move as well. So uh raise you know, keep an eye on it. Maybe if you could get a you know, maybe it gets ignored a little bit today and get it back closer to the top of yesterday's range. That's that's a ways away at 116 S and P status. We're gonna be opening up right near all-time high. What's the last time we had a open up of 60, nearly 70 handles yeah. on one stock. Is that good for the market, Dennis? Yeah, it's good for the Qs and it's good for the SPY. It is not good for the IWM, which is actually perilously close to giving back all of its oh. pre-market gains here. We are only up and we had predicted this, but you can see what has happened here in the last couple of hours. 199 and a half, somebody kissed 200. It looked like that might have been eight o'clock, but I'm probably bad. But I mean, how far was it? One ninety-eight and a half. I'm. I'm I can't see because yeah, one ninety-eight forty-seven. One ninety-eight forty. Yeah, so we're buck off the highs, but leaking here. And I still think IWM might go red here today, just because this is AI day, not IWM day. Uh, but tech. Going back to tech, there's just so many stocks that are ripping here this morning. Kathy's having a day here too. But I mean, it's green across the board, Microsoft, Meta, Google, Amazon. It's been rare that we've seen all the mega caps just rip roaring and rallying. One thing to keep in mind if you're chasing Apple here today is Apple has been moving a little bit opposite to the overall market here on the queues lately. Hasn't been participating in the rallies, hasn't, you know, really got the love, you know, because the, obviously the Vision Pro, people are saying it's clunky, people are saying it's giving them a headache. People are saying it's not going to be the game changer, and it's been leaking. But it bounced off 180, Joel, again yeah. when you were away. Wow. The support here is phenomenal, but I'm going to say you test support enough, you know, eventually you may take it out. I wouldn't want to see it go back down there again. I had an Apple uh, position on. I did lift the position off um, because I just don't like the, you know, it continues to weigh down. Despite, you no know, think about the queues, making new highs. Apple not even close here. So Apple up a little bit here today but not participating nearly as much as any of the other ones. You know, we have Microsoft up 2%, Meta up 2.3%, Google up 2%, Amazon up 2.4%, Netflix even you know, up 1.1% here, Apple up 0.58%, not participating as well here. Apple's got issues, I think. I heard a lot of people were returning those vision pro. Well, I yeah. heard that too. Yeah, and That's when I turned around and, and I, I ended up losing, I think it was five bucks on this. I'm like, you know what? My timing just might be off here. Um, I thought the Vision Pro would be the reception to it would be better than it was, and it's not. And again, remember, it's okay to be wrong. It's not okay to stay wrong. And if the information changes, you exit your trade. If you're in it for a reason, I thought the Vision Pro could be a catalyst. It's starting to be the opposite. It's you know not being a catalyst here whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you've got to be able – one thing, why I have survived in this business here, this is my 25th year of professional trading, doing this for a living. No day job, just trading. 
Um, why I've survived, it's not because I make good market calls. It's because I admit when I'm wrong and I get out quickly here. I feel like, you know, when I bought Apple up at 188, I think it was, I feel like, you know, I thought Vision Pro was going to be a catalyst. It went up to 191. It was looking good for a couple of days. And then obviously, you know, we've, we've seen, you know, information coming in that, you know, people aren't liking the Vision Pro as much as, you know, what we had hoped. So that new information changes my thesis, makes me exit the trade. All right. Uh, Dennis, cut your losers early, let your winners run. That is advice I've been given and taken for, for sure. years. So absolutely. Yeah. Ryan, give us your closing thoughts here. You know, obviously you've got your show to go to. So stay yeah. on this channel because Ryan's going to be continuing with you here. But give us your closing thoughts here for pre-market prep. Appreciate that. And uh, thanks for again for having me on here. Well, my big thing is I want to see if tech actually stalls out here. You guys talked a lot about us being, uh, you know, gapping up to all time highs here. I want to see if we reverse here and I want to see if we reverse at all on volume. We talked about 745 being a pretty important level on NVIDIA in one of my other shows here. So I'm just really curious to see if we keep going. Do we keep making new highs here or do we actually reverse? I actually, some of the holdings that I have are mostly smaller cap names, so I'm a little bit disappointed. I definitely want to monitor the IWM strength today and see if we really get a pullback there or if we get any rotation uh, into the IWM. But again, I really appreciate you guys for having me on. Uh, I really hope you'll stick around for the next uh, show. And Joel, what do we have? What guests do we have coming on on Friday? Uh, well, we got uh, we got Rocky Horner from uh, Simpler Trading oh, coming on nice. tomorrow, but we got a special treat for you guys today. You've been getting a lot of requests to do some more closing prints. And it's Thursday. So if you guys haven't had enough of us, uh, join the Pre-Market Prep YouTube channel. And Dennis and I will be doing the closing print at 3.30 today, taking you through that wild last half hour of trading. And from what it was like yesterday, we're expecting another wild one. So, Ryan, great job today. We'll be back with you tomorrow, and everyone, go get them out there. Keep an eye on that all-time high in the S&P, 66.50. Current pre-market high, 67.75. 68 handles overnight. That's a lot to digest. Everybody, have a great day. We'll see you at 3.30 p.m. for And the stay on the channel, event. Ryan. I'll be continuing with you here. Yep, just about five minutes. We'll get started. Thanks, boys. Have a great one. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Ryan.